Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Welcome back, everybody. The Lakers beat the Raptors. And Alex, for the first time, you ready for this, dude? The first time since November 30th, 2014, the Lakers beat the Raptors. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I, I saw that stat, and they mentioned it on the telecast tonight. And, yeah, that's surprising. I, I, I know – I can't recall the last time they've won, so it definitely feels – doesn't feel like it's been that long, though. 11-game losing streak. That's how long it is. Obviously, you only play them twice a year. But did you go as far as to go look at that box score like I did? Because I was very curious what the Lakers looked like November 30th, 2014. Oh. So – Oh, uh, who was the? I'm guessing Kobe was the leading scorer. Who can was the second you, leading scorer? Can I give scorer? you a hint? As, okay. Because this will be my hint. The Lakers were four and thirteen. Oh, okay. Uh, is that the Jody Meeks Nick Young season? It's not. But Kobe was the leading scorer. Okay. He played 42 minutes and 31 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists for Kobe. And and who was the second leading scorer? If, if you have it up, if you're not, it's Nick okay. Young. Nick Young, yeah, okay. Twenty points. You know who the third leading scorer was? Oh God, uh, Nick Young. And he said Jody Meeks wasn't there. Uh, he didn't play this game, at least. Was it like Ryan Kelly? Carlos Boozer. Oh Boozer, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, the starting five: Jeremy Lin, Kobe Bryant, oh, Jeremy Lin, Jordan Hill. Wes Johnson oh, and Carlos Boozer. That, that's a squad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your bench, Nick Young, Robert Sacre, Ed oh. Davis, Ronnie Price, and Wayne oh. Ellington. All legends. And All that was legends. the team that beat the Raptors the last time. Um, at, let's just be uh, totally blunt here. The Lakers are actually still playing. I did not realize that the Raptors cut the lead down to 10, but it's 18 seconds <laughs> left. So if the Lakers lose this, then the whole... The whole mood of the podcast is going to change. You're letting listeners in behind the curtain of our show. <laughs> letting them in. Letting them in. Um, currently 110-100 with 18 seconds left. But it's like, I mean, who's playing right now? Antetokounmpo, Kaycock, McKinney, THT. Yeah, just safe to say. You know what? The the, the final score is going to be misleading, yes. right? Like it's, it's not going to display or represent how dominant the Lakers were in this one how dominant they were in the first half Mm -hmm. because they were it was a very different i think the raptors were pretty much the the same the entire time it was the lakers that were a different team in the second half because they just took their foot off the pedal and and i don't think it's actually physically possible for them to do what they did in the first quarter uh for four straight quarters because they were incredible um just running through some numbers seven of eight from three at some point they started off the game seven of eight from threes they finished with nine three-pointers in the first quarter yeah, and, and I mean, unless they make one late here, they're going to finish 18 of 40 for, on the night, 45% shooting. Uh, that's incredible for this team specifically, given how much they've struggled since, uh, I don't know, like two months. Like, I, I don't remember a game where they've shot this well in a long time, and they needed it. They A lot of the guys have just been missing so many shots. It's good to see them finally get some that have gone in. Um. The Lakers, they said this on the broadcast, and I'm just going to steal it from them. 
before AD got hurt, they were 21 and 6. And now they're going to be 32 and 19. They go 4 and 5 since LeBron and AD have gone mm-hmm. out. And I think that's an important number. Mm-hmm. One the 21 and 6. I think 4 and 5 is very important because me and you have talked about the importance of winning wherever you can. And tonight, the Raptors, A, first of all, not a good team. They were trying to trade Kyle Lowry. We talked about that last week. And then this week, Kyle Lowry's out. Van Vliet was out. Hood, McCall, Watson, Harris all did not play tonight for the Raptors. So you circle this one as like, yeah, this is the kind of game that the Lakers have to win right now. And they did. So now it's final. 110-101 is the final. Yeah, I think they've done a good job winning the games where they've had a good chance of winning going into it. Like like you mentioned, there was injuries tonight for Toronto. They're already shorthanded. Um, OG eventually would get kicked out this game too. So just looking at who was on the Raptors, this was a game the Lakers probably should have won even without LeBron and AD. But yeah, like you said, four and five in nine games without both those guys. I mean, that's that's basically almost 500. And that's all really you can... That's better than you can really ask for for this group of this group of Lakers. But like you, like I was saying, like any games where they can win, like they have a shot to win, I think they've won them. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to be interesting. I don't know if we'll talk about it later, but it's going to get really hard this schedule for the next like yeah. ten games. This is the first leg of a, of a, of, a re- of the real road trip. Um, they were in they were the road team against the Clippers on Sunday, so. This is the the start of a five-game road trip. We'll call it that. But mm-hmm. before we get there, just storylines from tonight tonight's game that were, to me, incredibly encouraging. A, I'm going <laughs> to... I don't want to overreact because it's one game. But this Marc Gasol was the one that you've been telling me was good. <laughs> 13 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 blocks, 66% field goal percentage. This is the Marc Gasol that you told me was was showing up to the Lakers, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I saw you tweet that out earlier and I laughed. But yeah, uh, maybe he just has to play the Raptors every game or something. And he needs that, <laughs> that, that motivation of Drummond over there on the bench. But he's been good. Like, since coming back, uh, he's been really good in the starting lineup. Um, he also had four blocks tonight. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that he's one just, that one highlight where he just yanked the ball away. Yeah, that was awesome. And that you know what? I think that was like literally the first possession of the game, wasn't it? I like think so. That yeah, kind of set the tone. He missed an uh, easy shot, mm-hmm. and then the I don't remember which play, which uh, Raptor got it, and then Gasol just wrestled it away from him, threw it out to Kuzma, and Kuzma nailed the three. Yeah, and I, I think that was a huge kind of tone setter, and it kind of. It showed that Gasol was kind of into this game, right? Like, obviously, against his former team, he probably wanted to play better. But again, like, also knowing that Drummond's over there, it sounds like he's, Frank Vogel said he might play Sunday, or sorry, Thursday. That means Gasol's minutes, we don't know exactly what's going to happen after that. So this could have been his last chance to kind of show the coaching staff, like, hey, I'm still really productive. I can be helpful. Don't forget about me, uh, even when Drummond gets back. Maybe this could be the theme of today's podcast is guys getting old, kicking the butt and starting to play good because <clears throat> before uh, I forget, the Lakers did officially sign Ben McElmore for the rest of the season. And you see guys like Alex Caruso maybe looking at that like, whoa, is that going to take away from my minutes? And he played well tonight. So really well. that could be a theme of, of what might some guys that are that, that are forced to play extra minutes right now 
like kind of looking like, hey, the Lakers front office is not happy with the way I'm playing, obviously. They obviously got Drummond, and now they got Ben Blackmore. Time to step it up. That was a good, this is all encouraging to me. The more guys that can play, the better. You, you know what? That's actually a good point. I didn't really thought of that before uh, coming to this game. But, yeah, there's guys now who are competition on the team, right? Like Macklemore. We're not expecting him to be a starter or anything, but he could still take minutes from guys like wing minutes from like a guy like Matthews, a guy like Caruso. KCP can maybe get a dip in his minutes. I thought KCP played a little better tonight too. And that's always good to have, to have that friendly competition on the team. As long as it's kind of spelled out, like, you know what, you're not going to completely lose your spot or you're not going to, I don't know, just you're just going to be sitting on the bench the entire time. It's good to have guys kind of push you. And um, I thought last year that that was a big running theme about having different players kind of push each other and to get better and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't see any downside with it. And hopefully it does kind of like spark these guys. Like we mentioned KCP and Caruso because I thought both played a lot better. Another encouraging thing that came today for me, winning without Montrez Harrell when you're already shorthanded. And that was just a ridiculous. Yeah. Listen, I, I even the Raptors fans have to be like, yeah, I don't know what went on there. Uh, if you missed it for whatever reason, was it uh, Schroeder? It was OG. Right, right. OG um, and Schroeder kind of held him up after fouling him mm-hmm. on a fast break. And OG literally sweeps the leg and throws Schroeder down. And Gary Trent's right there. And Trez comes in and shoves Gary Trent. And then nothing happened. Literally nothing else happened. And OG um, gets, uh, Anunobi gets ejected. And Trez gets ejected. And you, you look at the replay and you're like, what for? Yeah. What for? I wasn't even, I was kind of even like, why eject Anunobi? I, I didn't even understand that. Like, I mean, it was a completely unnecessary, but made no sense to me. Made no sense. It was a weird, like, again, that first quarter overall was just strange. But, yeah, that that possession, that play was weird. Because, yeah, it, it looked like, so Schroeder fouled, uh, was, it was Gary Trent. Oh, no, it was OG, sorry. He fouled OG, and he did the right thing. He didn't let him go. He held on to him until he got to the floor safely. Mm-hmm. Like, he did the right thing you're, you want to you're kind of taught to do you don't want to harm someone midair i think i'm not sure what angered og maybe it was the fact that he was still holding on, holding on to him once he got to the floor or what but yeah he just took his leg out from underneath him like a like a wwe move or something and and then shrez i think just came over because he solved the kind of huddle of rafters around his guy and he did shove someone, but it was more sticking up for his guy, you know. It wasn't he wasn't going in there to start a fight. But yeah, the optics of it all was just weird. Like Yeah. A, I wrote down yeah. a couple things of the ref like just head scratching things. So that was the first one and the most obvious one. Oh the ejection. I wrote There was uh, one later on. I'll see if you get to it. Um the KCP foul on Malachi Flynn, where okay. Malachi backhands KCP. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they call a technical on Ma- on Malachi for the slap. <laughs> But yet uphold the foul, which was not a f- even remotely a foul on KCP. That one was just weird. So, like, just think about what I just said. So they called a foul on KCP, but in the replay, um, Malachi backhands him. So they call a technical yeah. on Malachi, and they keep the personal foul on KCP, even though he didn't touch him. That was one. And then... The other one, which was like, my fiance was sitting next to me watching this for a little bit, and she was like, what the hell was that? When Gary Trent 
runs into, I think it was THT or KCP, literally stops, looks at the ref That's like, the ah, one. damn. <laughs> and the ref's like, what? And everybody's like just confused because even Gary Trent stopped like, ah, oh, damn. I'm a... And then Vogel gets a technical in the entire Lakers. Like, I don't know what the refs, those particular refs were doing on those three things particularly, but it was a weird, it was just a weird game in general, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the Lakers suddenly turned into like prime Golden State Warriors tonight with their three-point shooting. Trez got kicked out. OG like literally like Russian leg sweeps, Dennis Schroeder. And then all the referees just doing what they did. It was just, thankfully, the Lakers came out on the other side of it. Because if they lost this game or got blown out, we would have probably been really frustrated with it. This is the kind of game it was. At some point in the second quarter, Billy Mack goes, it's the showtime, Lakers. And he wasn't joking. <laughs> because like they were so on fire from three. And they were playing so well in that first mm-hmm. half that, that he just couldn't help himself. He yelled, this is the showtime, Lakers. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, I'm checking the final box score because I don't want to give you guys a fake. Uh, yeah, so the I saw a stat, and it is very true. If every Laker that shot a three made a three today. It's crazy. Seven, Again, I- eight. Eight players shot a three, and eight players made a three. Yeah, I, uh, and again, to, to stress this point of how crazy it is, the Lakers have been like literally the worst three-point shooting team for like the last two months. So this is like the complete opposite of that. And maybe this is like, you remember how we talked earlier in the season when they started so well from behind the arc, like, oh, okay, they started mm-hmm. off great, and then they'll probably cool down a little bit. And obviously they cool down a lot, but maybe this is now like the return of kind of things like regressing to the mean, where it's just them kind of, warming back up to they're obviously not the worst three-point shooting team in in the league and they're also not the best so they're going to end up being somewhere average probably yeah that i mean if they can and in florida they just do good because in the bubble they turned it around and i tweeted that too it was like petition to play the rest of laker games in, in florida they're just good over there maybe it's that that the moisture or the or the heat of florida that just sits well with them so, so another positive, just looking at the box score, seven guys in double figures, and then two with at least eight points. So this is was just insanely balanced tonight yeah. in terms of everybody picking up the slack. Even Devontae Kaycock scored 10 points. Yes. <laughs> Kyle Kuzma was off tonight, and we're not. it's not even a big deal. He was 2 of 11 yeah. from 3, 3 of 13 from the field. And he was the, the team's low scorer. <laughs> and, yeah, it was a, it was a crazy, crazy... Uh, crazy game, man. But um, I don't. I don't really know what to. I don't know. I don't expect this type of performance coming up. They play the the Heat, the Nets, the Knicks, and the Hornets coming up, mm-hmm. all on the road. Drummond's supposed to be back on Thursday for that Miami game, which I think will be helpful. Unless you're Marcus All and you still get angry about it, we'll see. Um, but this is the kind of thing that the Lakers need to do. I told you last week that, in my opinion. You need Trez to score above 20. You need Kuzma to score above 20. And somebody else needs to score above 20. Just even be competitive in a game. The scoring's got to come from somewhere, right? But if they can manage this, where almost everybody scores double digits, then they might compete. Yeah, this is the formula, is right? Is that realistic, like, though? I mean, you need a balance. Like, it doesn't, I don't know how many number of guys need to score a specific number of points or how many guys need to get double figures, but it needs to be balanced and need to at least make 
a good percentage of their threes just to make up that math deficit of not having LeBron and AD because the defense has been really good even without LeBron and AD it's just the offense has been so bad so if they can just get some type of consistent scoring somewhere I think they'll at least be competitive in these games I just don't know how many they'll end up winning yeah I don't know either I mean we 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 talked about the schedule a couple weeks ago and we said the Lakers would be lucky to get five and now we're looking at the the end of that road trip is I think when we decided to to kind of cap it if they uh-huh. get one more win, they, that's I think they go five and ten in their last fifteen, which is what we talked about. And, and I, yeah, you would think that's okay, right? Like that's probably realistic and probably something they'll live with. How worried are you though that they continue to fall in the standings and they're very close to dropping to the Blazers? Currently, the Lakers are fifth. They're seven games out of first. The Trailblazers are seven and a half out of. Uh, out of first so they're half a game behind and behind them the mavericks have won five games in a row seven Mm. seven and three in their last ten how concerning how worried are we i mean is that is the gap big enough to memphis where we're okay where we're just not freaking out yet yeah i i don't think i'm freaking out i still think even with this tough schedule they'll find a way to win maybe two of these next like eight or something Mm -hmm. and that should still give them a cushion because like again even if they lose games that they also have to have other teams win games, right? And as we've seen this year with the NBA, there's so many injuries, so many guys missing games for different reasons that, like, even against Brooklyn, that was supposed to be this huge marquee matchup, and it was now today James Harden's going to miss it. Like, he's going to be out for 10 games. KD might be back, though. Yeah, so that, that thing just happens. Like, every game, it seems like, like, even this Toronto game, on paper, probably going into it without LeBron AD, we're like, oh, we probably lost that one. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, half the team's missing. Yeah. So, I think I think they'll be okay. I like that positivity from you, man. I really do. <laughs> and I'm not being sarcastic. I really do, because I don't have it myself. Um, I, I go into every game expecting the worst. All, but, but, by the way, they beat every team that I, I expect them to beat. They beat Cleveland, they beat yeah. Orlando, and they beat the Kings. And... Those are the games that I expected them to win. And now they beat Toronto, which is nice. And and we'll see. I I think they could beat Charlotte. I think there's Mm -hmm. a chance they could beat the Knicks. I don't see them beating the Heat or the Nets. But you never know. Like you said, so many, many different things can happen. Um, Before we um, wrap up today, um, as my brain is, I'll be totally honest, is getting a little foggy now, Alex. I got the second second shot. Yeah, I got the second (laughs) shot earlier today. And as we're talking, I'm sitting here, I'm like, what? My brain is fogging up a little bit, so I'm hoping that's not side effects. I hope it's just me. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry, man, to be totally honest with you. Um, ben, that, the addition of Ben McElmore, I know we brought it up, but yeah. I want to jump into that a little bit more. Uh, 28 years old, uh, this season with the Rockets, averaging 7.5 points, 2 rebounds. Um, is the three-point shooter a wingman this season shooting 33% from the uh, from three-point uh, last year and the, la- and the year before that, 40 and 41%, mm-hmm. which would be a welcome addition if you're the Lakers? Uh, what do you personally expect uh, from Ben McLemore now that it is official? They announced that in the middle of the game. Yeah, like you said, it's mostly just a three-point shooting. I think, again, coming into this game, that was something this team desperately needed and why it was so strange and exciting to see them shoot so well tonight but yeah i think that's what his role is going to be and i think prior to the game frank vogel was joking because he couldn't really talk about name. 
yeah, he couldn't say his name yet. He just said that if they were to add a guy, it would be someone who had a very specific skill set they needed, and obviously that shooting. So, um, again, for free, again, basically free, it doesn't hurt. And you would have to think for this coaching staff and these players, they've seen and scouted Ben McLemore due to their playoff series against Houston last year. So if they thought for whatever reason, yeah, this guy just, he can't hang, they probably wouldn't have given him a, like a shot. And this is for the rest of the year. This isn't a 10-day contract. This is the rest yeah. of the year. So Ben McLemore is here to stay for a while. Um, it'll be interesting for me, though, because you're going to basically, if Drummond is back on Thursday, you are now integrating two new pieces to a team that's still trying to figure out what they are without AD and LeBron. So that'll be interesting to me. I'll be interesting to see. We always talk about Vogel's rotations. I'll be interesting to see how much of a shot he gives them kind of right off the bat, whether it's on Thursday or Saturday. Um, I expect Drummond to get a bunch of minutes um, just because I just think they need his presence. They need a, another scoring. He can score. So I'll be, I just want to kind of see what it looks like. So it's difficult when we normally end the podcast is to predict the next time, the next few games until we're back on. It's going to be really hard because I think there's going to be a lot of integration um with these two new guys just to see what they can do because we we saw with drummond for what a half pretty much so it's going to be interesting to see what they do but let's do it thursday at miami saturday at brooklyn monday at new york and a back-to-back tuesday wrap up the road trip at charlotte so four more games until the next time we're on we'll be on with you guys tuesday after the game what do you think Oof. Um, I think they, you know what? I'll be optimistic. I say they go two and two. I, I think they beat the Hornets. I, again, that was the game you circle, right? If you look at that list, mm-hmm. that's the one I circle. And I think they can steal the, the one against the Knicks. I like your style. I'm not as confident. I will just say they will beat the Hornets. And I hope that they beat the Knicks. I think. You know, the story of back-to-back, with I, I find them a much younger team when LeBron's not on it. <laughs> There's no talk about will he rest, will he not rest, or will AD rest. So that doesn't bother me too much. So I will say they beat the Hornets and go 1-3. and three. Okay. But if KD's not back and, and Harden's not back and Harden's out and Kyrie, you never know when he's going to go on a, on a sage you know, retreat. <laughs> so you never know what that Brooklyn game is going to look like. Uh, you know what, what? They've only played like what? Seven games together. All three of those That's guys. That's the thing. Yeah. Like yeah. even them, everyone's going through something right now. Everybody's going through something. So uh, we'll see what happens that we'll be on with you guys uh, in four games. And hopefully the Lakers are, because they could easily fall to seventh in the, in the, in the West. If you look at the standings, like they could technically fall. We'll see what happens. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. AD, hurry up, man. We need you. AD and LeBron especially too. So Alex, uh, at Alex M. Regla, that you can follow him there on Twitter. I'm Alex Padilla, at Alex Padilla 86 on Twitter. Throwdowns? <laughs> uh, no, not yet. I but know. on uh, good news, like besides the house situation, I also got my uh, second vaccine. Oh, nice! So I think we may be. We have to change our our podcast name. We're like, I think we're the official fully vaccinated uh, podcast on the Silver Screen and Roll Network so far. Nice, so that's exciting. Yeah, very nice, dude. Yeah, maybe we. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't feel any different yet, 
but I know that I have been even after getting my first shot, I felt way more braver. Um, like yeah. going out and stuff and just seeing people that I knew were also vaccinated. Um, I went to a Padres game last week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, you know, there was nine. That feels so strange to me. Nine, like going to live sports again. Oh yeah, man. And then when you see the Rangers. Oh, the, that's, that's insane. That's a whole other thing. You know, there was only yeah. 9,000 people. Everything's everything like squared off. Masks were required. Obviously you didn't have to wear your mask if you were sitting. Um, but since we're here, Staples Center is going to, they're going to host fans, I think, right? April 15th, they're now allowed to have some fans inside Staples Center. Yeah, so we got that news. And then today, the LA news about possibly things opening up almost fully, I think by June the, also. So yeah, that's, the plan, yeah, the plan for California is to lift all COVID-19 restrictions by June 15th. Um, and I don't know what that means for uh, pl- uh, the the playoff schedule. I don't know what that looks like. I don't, is that already? I, I don't know. So, I mean, again, we, we've talked a lot about um, how home court might not even matter. But maybe, like, if <laughs> the Lakers could have fans in for playoffs, that would be great. Well, here you go. Uh, NBA playoffs 2021, May 22nd to July 22nd. Oh, there you go. So if we have absolutely zero COVID restrictions in June 15th and the Lakers are in the playoffs, that technically means packed house. Oh, my God. That's still so scary. But, yeah, I mean, also exciting at the same time. But, yeah. I I hope it happens. I really do. Um, I hope that fans can show up to Staples Center starting April 15th. And I don't know the, who the Lakers play after late. Let me Boston. Look it up. They, play they play Boston, Boston. that night. Yeah, man. You imagine just even like, well, they, you think they'll wait to unveil the banner I, I for a packed house. I think they're probably going to do it that night. <laughs> yeah. If there's like 2000 fans in there, they're probably, they'll probably do it. Right. Especially against Boston just to kind just of be petty it about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I and mean, I, I support that decision. 100%. Oh, real, real quick. Did you uh, shed a tear for Paul Pierce? Oh, that, I don't know how, like, yeah, like, in, uh, no, no. <laughs> Nobody that, that whole story is wild, though. Listen, dude, you work for Mickey Mouse, man. You can't be doing that oh, stuff. Oh, man. But you, you do that and you work for Barstool, you probably get, you know, a, a million <laughs> views. But it was it was his text the next day, the good morning text. That like, was me. it seven thirty at night? <laughs> yeah, I hated I hated that I that I liked it, but it, oh, it was too no. good not to like. It's too good not to like. And his tweets since have been pretty funny, like just living yeah, life. Yeah, he's he's just got to live that gimmick now. Like that's his that's his role. I mean, wasn't he already kind of playing that gimmick anyways as the analyst that just says outlandish things? Not yeah, even, that's but true. not in a in a like. Charles like Barkley way, but it was definitely more of like, I'm just going to say this because I know it's not true and it'll, I don't mm-hmm. really care kind of thing. Either way, not shedding a tear for Paul Pierce ever. The guy, because at the end of the day, he's made hundreds of millions of dollars and he'll be just fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's, he's good. Fine. So he, he seems fine based he on seems those videos. Fine now. Yeah. yeah. Listen, if, if that Instagram showed us anything, he's doing just fine. Oh, yeah. Doing just fine. All right, Alex. At Alex M. Regla. Alex video at Alex video 86. We'll catch you. We'll wow. See, I'm already, I'm losing it already. Dude. I'm losing it. <laughs> it's kicking we, in, kicking in hard, man. We will catch you guys next week and we'll talk to you then Alex. Thanks, man. Thanks.